Welcome to the Worship Leader Hangout Podcast. My name's Chad Buckland. And I am David Hutchinson. That's right. It's good to be back at a podcast, hanging out with David. We are going to talk about some probably pretty heavy stuff today. We're going to talk about our worst moments as a worship leader. I just thought about this because I was like, what could we talk about that might be beneficial as well as just something fun to talk about that we're, you know, far enough removed from where we can talk about it. Does that make sense, David? Because I feel that, like, you know, maybe does, a couple of years ago, I couldn't yeah. talk about this, you know? It certainly makes sense. I am curious to see where you're going to go with it, because we can talk <laughs> about our worst moment, like immediate moment, like it could be a day. It could be a mess yeah. up that was so bad, you know, we cussed on stage yeah. or something in front of all oh, these people. Gosh. No, I didn't do you that. <laughs> um, or did it you? can be, huh? No, did no, you, no. Did I you didn't. curse on stage? No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it could be a moment like period of time. Yeah. So that could, could have been a period of time that was just really challenging for us as, a worship, as worship leaders. So I'm yeah. really curious to see what you're going to say. And then, yeah. I don't know, that may adjust my approach a little bit. So I, automatically, okay. I think you're going first. Oh, I, got, I mean, you can go first if you want to, but all right, I'll go first. So mine has to do with a person. Okay. And this is, I'm smiling. I'm just, I look super excited, but it, it was actually a pretty rough moment. And and I, I think you're right. It was, it's definitely more of a moment of time Uh stretched over probably about a year for us. So our church went through a transition and it was that, first of all, that was a rough transition. It was rough being a worship leader, a part of that, going through a pastor change. And not only that, we wanted to take the church in a new, amazing direction that, um, that our pastor felt led to go in. And that was just rough within itself because of personnel and pushback. And it was just a rough time to be here. But specifically, I am talking about like a certain moment that happened within that kind of rough time period. Um, and, it, and it does have to do with the person. I'm not going to say any names, of course. Um, I don't think you should either. But um, I do finally feel like I can talk about it because I can look at it from a slightly different perspective. And I've learned and made even other mistakes since then. But I've learned from those mistakes along the way. And I think this one is pretty pivotal, or I don't know what to say there. It's, this one's pretty important because it was kind of like a, a a change in the way I look at people and the way I look at just being a worship leader and some of the hard things that we have to do. I had a person on my team that got gradually worse over a period of time. And by worse, I mean they started doing things that were, I guess, against our our culture, our requirements, our expectations. Um, and it's it's really hard to share the weight of what was going on in just, you know, less than an hour podcast because you, you, you kind of, it is one of those things you kind of had to be there. You kind of had to experience that. Um, but this person, you know, would come to a rehearsal with an attitude. This, you know, okay, all right, well, you can get through that. You can talk to that person. And I did. I tried. This person would also come to rehearsal on Sunday morning not ready. This mm. person would sometimes just be like, nah, I don't want to go to rehearsal. Or I'm going to show up 20 to 30 minutes late every Sunday morning no matter what 
I say or do or how I encourage, um, this person would cut back with an, like respond with an attitude during rehearsal. Like, Oh, well, that's not, that's not the way I, I would do it. Or the, you know, the, and it's, I don't know, you know, there may have been some things going on at the time in, in that person's life that I may not have known about, or they didn't want to share with me about. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, it began to build up and it began to, to, to affect me and, and the team as a whole. Um, because it was, it was a, a, a real like dagger going into, you know, the side of our, our culture because I wanted things to be a certain way. I wanted to, I wanted to get rid of music stands at a certain time. And that, it, that person was super reluctant to do that. And, and I did that over a period of time as well, just to, you know, make it a lot more easy, um, for all of our people to be able to do that. Um, but I think it was, I think it was that this guy didn't want to, to challenge himself. I was challenging him and other mm -hmm. people on the team to make us better, not because I wanted to, to hurt them or because I wanted to, to see them fail, but because I wanted our team to be better and to grow and continue, continue to uh, raise the bar every single year, or every single month even, uh, to just be an amazing worship team to not just to play music well or not just to sing well, but to, to actually have an atmosphere of worship that was engaging, inviting, um, amazing. You know, I, there's really no other words to describe that. And, and so, and I tried to, to relay that message over and over and over. This is why we're doing this. This is why we're doing it. And, and so it got to where, it got to where, it started eating into, like I said, the culture and people, other people started really noticing this. And, uh, it got to where also I was, I felt like I had to walk on eggshells and I, I can't stand that feeling, uh, of interaction with people. And, you know, I want to be a leader. I want to say the things I need to say, but I also need to say them and direct with love. Mm -hmm. And, and I knew that and I was learning that, but it got, it got to a point where I had to do something. Not only that, the changes and things that we were doing in the church, um, the same person was also related to someone else that was a part of our finance team, and they just made it insanely difficult to get anything done uh, financially in our ministries, and they would talk about us behind our back, talking us as in the pastor and myself and, and others, they would um, like say things about us to other people to try to get, you know, get other people to not like us, to potentially get us fired or taken out somehow. And so there was some really toxic things starting to happen. And, and so it was really, pause, it started to become really hard on me. I was going to try to summarize, see if I can summarize everything that's going on with this individual. Um, you have a team member who's mm -hmm. causing trouble on your team by like not wanting to continue with the culture that you're trying to establish, right? So you're trying to develop mm -hmm. this new culture. At the same time, this person is also a leader within the church 
and not just any yeah not any leader they're on the they control they have a say in the finances of the church and then yeah. they're caught because of their position they're able to cause other people to look at you and your department badly that's pretty much it gotcha <laughs> um so that was a, as i mean a, as you could imagine that was a pretty rough time mm-hmm. uh, that was that was actually around the time that we started the channel the way it is now you know making one-off videos and stuff oh, gotcha. like that. That was our first year where we started to to expand and mm-hmm. gain subscribers, stuff like that. So I, I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but I, I think there was some jealousy there because um, he also assisted in leading worship when they didn't have a worship leader, uh, as well as another guy that just left a month after I started <laughs> uh, seven years ago. And it's... It, it, I. I I think it just, he. I guess he just didn't realize what would happen when I started as far as me taking taking ownership of this team and this ministry and, like, just running with it. Mm-hmm. I think he just kind of thought it would be another, oh, maybe another year or two, and then that person will move on. Talking about me, I'll move on, and, and then somebody else will come in. And, and I guess he just didn't realize I was in it for the long haul. And, yeah, you've been at your church like uh, seven years now, right? Yeah, seven years, mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, it's, and, and that's I, like that's, that's, that's like what I do, granddaddy and uh, leadership years <laughs> nowadays. Unfortunately, <laughs> granddaddy, yeah, Papa Chad. Yeah, so um, that's exactly what they're gonna so call it, you. It, <laughs> it was tough. It was a tough time. I, I approached my pastor about it. And he was mm-hmm. fresh as the pastor as well. And he said, you know, he said, I want you to keep doing what you're doing. And if you feel like that person doesn't need to be on your team anymore, then let them know. Mm-hmm. What? You want me to let somebody know I don't want them on my team? I've never had to do that. And I, I did, dude, I, I'm, it took me probably two months to figure this out. And I didn't figure anything out. I just kind of prayed about it, worried about it, kept getting anxious, anxious about it. But, and then all the while they kept doing the same thing, showing up insanely late on Sunday morning. I need you here at eight. Yeah, I'll get there when I get there because of my family and this and that. Oh, okay. Great. Thanks. Or, Hey, let's learn this part. Oh, I'll just figure it out in rehearsal. Oh, great. Thanks. You know, just, I think I think I'm a, kept sorry happening. to sorry to interrupt, but I think viewers might want to understand that uh, <clears throat> this was technically like your first full time position, right? It wasn't even was it even yeah, full time at even the time? I don't think I was full time yet. Yeah, I don't think you I don't were full time yet. No. And this was only your second church. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you were young. I mean, this was seven years ago. So, yeah, kicking somebody off your team. This I was, don't think uh, it's about four years ago. Oh, this was yeah. four years ago. Oh, wow. Okay, never mind. Yeah, but still, I was like twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was tough. I never had to do that. I like just the thought of asking someone to step down from the team was just completely foreign and. And my pastor reminded me of some scripture. He said, he reminded me of Matthew 10, uh, starting in 16. Behold, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. 
So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men, uh, for they will deliver you over to count, uh, courts and flog you with their synagogues. You know, blah, blah, blah. So he, of course, Jesus was talking to his disciples, talking about um, because you follow me, you'll be persecuted. But he's like, you know, just take a lesson from that um, and be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. So he, he said, approach this wisely. And then even later on, Jesus was telling them, um, when they deliver when they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say, for you are to say, I can't even read today, sorry. <laughs> for what you are to say will be given to you in that hour, mm-hmm. for it is not you who speak, who will speak, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. And... And so I just, I prayed about it. I thought about it a lot. And, you know, I overthought about it, I'm sure. And finally, one day, I was like, I, today's the day. I got to get make this happen because he was avoiding my phone calls. He was avoiding meeting with me because I tried to meet with him for a couple weeks before <laughs> this. And it was always something. You know how some people are. They're like, oh, no, I got to do this or I got to do that. I can't make that or whatever. And so... I finally just said, you know, I don't want to do this on a Sunday. It's not like I hate having to do something like this, especially before rehearsal or not before rehearsal, but before service. This was after we had practiced. And I said, this is the only time I have. I can corner him in a little office that he sorts through mail and other stuff because he was a part of the finance team. And so I did. I walked in there and, um, you know, as like, old country people would say, prayed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I walked in there and I was just like, can I talk to you for a second? And he, I'm telling you, he was like doing the, sure, whatever. I'm just like, okay, I'm going to sit down. And it was like me having a conversation with a wall that mm-hmm. was not paying attention to me, ripping over open letters as I was talking, just being loud and, you know, just like, moving around stuff. And I said, are you okay? <laughs> and I just, I just tried to like talk to him. It was just, it got to a point where I couldn't even talk to the man. And I, and he wasn't that much older than me at all. So it, we were, you know, pretty close in age. Well, I guess we still are. And, and I said, well, I want to let you know that I'm not happy with these things. And I don't know if I handled it right. And, you know, there's some things I would I would definitely change if I had to do that again. And I had to do that again not too recently, maybe a couple of years ago now. Um, and I handled it a lot different. Not a lot. I handled it different, and it went over better. And that person is, you know, not necessarily at our church, but if I see them, it's not a big deal. Um, but anyway, I just, I said, I pointed out what I didn't like, what he was, you know, basically doing. Um, also pointed out things that he probably didn't know that I knew about, um, the things he was saying behind my back, you know, about me, Pastor Mark. And and I just said, I, this is not where I want to go um, in the culture of our team. And I just, I want you to know that. And I want you to decide if, you know, you want to be a part of this team. And if you do, then this is not how we're going to be. This is how we're going to be with these particular things. Mm-hmm. And he said, 
he just he didn't really say anything. He's like, I don't I don't know what to tell you. And I said, Well, do you want to take a break for a little while? And we can meet, you know, maybe in a month and and talk about it. He's like, Whatever you want to do. And I'm just like, Are you kidding me? He has no care in the world for this. Yeah. He's been playing on the, the College Park worship team for Lord knows how long, and he has no care in the world for making something good happen, you know. In this. So I'm just like, well, that's what I want to do. I want you to take a break for one month, and I will meet with you, and we'll we'll make this happen. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll meet, we'll talk about it. Um, but starting today, let's, let's just have you— Worship with everyone else and take a break from the worship team. And, uh, yeah, we'll meet up. He's like, whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great talk. And I just got out of there, you know. And he continued to do the things behind my back. A, uh, a small group that we had at the time, uh, Pastor Mark quickly dissolved because they were just, it was basically just a a, a session where they're bashing all of us mm-hmm. that are in leadership. And so, and finally, well, and then, okay, so then a month later, I call him, I text him, uh, I, I go up to him at church, and I'm like, hey, I want to meet with you. Never, never tried, not even tried to meet with me or text me back or gave me a call back or just said, I have to let you know, like when I asked him in person, I, I'll just have to let you know. I'm like, Okay. Let me know. I want to meet with you. Just never did. Mm. And they left the church about a month after that, and I haven't talked to him or seen him since. And I tell you what, I was worried because, you know, when you have an electric guitarist, it's a great thing in in your worship team. But it was crazy, crazy, because once I let him go, and I did a video about about this in a roundabout way. It was called Why They Quit. And is a long time ago. You should check it out. But once he released from the team, two amazing families joined, not, not joined necessarily, but started coming to our church not even two months after that. And I can say their names, mm-hmm. the Browns and the Wilsons. They are incredible, incredible people. Not only... Were they incredible people? The son was a is a drummer, still our current drummer. This was 2017. The, one of the dad his his dad is one of our electric guitarists. Um, and then the Wilsons. Um, I'll just say the dad is Scott. He is a bass player, and he he played for a long time, and he, and then he just started playing again. Uh, at the women's conference. So if you see that video, there's a video coming up hopefully soon. Um, the bass player, that's him. He's an incredible guy. Um, and then he brought a daughter that uh, sang on the team for a little while. She's at another church uh, doing her thing. But then he also has another daughter that just so happens to be my current worship leader intern for the church. She's also uh, working a little bit for the channel as our executive assistant. You know her, Maddie Wilson. Yeah. And it just, you know, if the other person would have stayed on the team or if I would have put up with that for much longer, I just don't know that that would have divinely happened the way it happened. But 
I, you know, I don't control things. God controls it. I don't know. It just, it was beautiful how it worked out. They saw a need. They're like, hey, we noticed, you know, you don't have an electric guitarist. We love to audition. Yes, absolutely. Let's audition. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was an incredible time. So, um, yeah, that was my story. So it's funny how, you know, some of the worst moments led to some of the best people. Yeah. And the, the hardest thing I'd ever had to do, I ever had to do, at least at that point of time, was to, to let somebody go. And I didn't, I didn't ever have to say you're fired. You know, he just decided not to meet with me, and then of course they decided to leave the church later after that. But it just, it was rough. And I'm, you know, I'm beating myself up all the time during that time period. Like, what am I doing wrong? What am I saying wrong? Like, how do I correct something in a song if he's just going to look at me like that or say those things in a rehearsal? Like, I'm the director. I need to be able to say things that need to be fixed, you know, without somebody coming back at me like, you know, I've offended them. I'm like, I'm talking about the music we're playing, not your hair, you know? <laughs> so it's just, yeah, and that's the that's the culture I wanted to, to build and continue to build, and it had to be built without that person on the team. Yeah. And so you know, so tough. something I was I was trying to look it up while you were talking because I believe that there is a verse of scripture, um, that it, uh, man, I don't know if it's First Corinthians five thirteen, but it's it. I, I can't remember exactly, but it's about removing people from among yourselves within the body of Christ to save the rest of the body, right? Or mm -hmm. like a lot of people may know the analogy of, you know, someone has cancer, you remove the cancer to save the rest of the body. Yeah. Um, or when Jesus talks about, you know, cut off your arm, right? So that the rest of your body does not perish in hell. Well, that analogy can be taken for our teams. Sometimes we have to remove yeah. people from our teams to save our team, right? Like, or the yeah. entire team will be destroyed and then... You 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 destroy a worship team. I promise you, that's gonna filter. That's probably already filtered through the church, you know. So you yeah. got to make sure, like, like your main teams are healthy to make sure that the rest of the body is healthy. So I think you did the right thing. Uh, it's a hard thing, but I guess cutting out anything is always hard, right? Cutting off an arm isn't easy. Cutting off cutting out cancer, right? Like, how, how I don't I've I've never known anyone personally with cancer, uh, at least close to me. But I, I don't assume that the, ex the experience of surgery is an easy one. <laughs> so it's all, it's all a difficult process. No. I wouldn't say that mine are, are that I, I think I may come at a different approach and I may just talk about, okay, three different events as, as, as being a worship leader where I, it was just a bad day, you know? Um, and the reason for yeah. that is maybe some of my experiences of being a worship leader that were more, um, that, that have like, was a longer period of time. It might be a little bit too soon to talk about some of those, you know? Uh, but yeah, you have to balance it out. It's hard to talk about the things that just happened. 
Yeah, and 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 and, and I, I love where I'm anybody. at right now. I I I must say I love where I'm at, and I've yeah. always been at churches where people have treated me with the greatest deal of respect and love and support. Um, that doesn't mean that there weren't challenges there at at some of those places, but I, I love where I'm at right now. But I'm going to talk about like my first church and just some of the the stupid things I did, <laughs> right? Like. My, yeah. Oh, I've done some stupid things. My, too, so. my the idiot, the idiotacy, idiotacy. See, I'm I'm such an idiot. I can't even pronounce idiot, idiot correctly or whatever. But okay, yeah, that was your first church, so you yeah, know, you got my pass first there. church, and then and then my second one too. And I'm I'm at my third, and I and I pray I don't have any more. <clears throat> um, but uh, so I was at my my first church, my first Easter. Um, oh gosh, <laughs> we were preparing for it, and I—I I mean, we were getting the the band ready and and doing all these things, and I had to like switch out a drummer at the last minute because my drummer said um, he couldn't play anymore, something like that. And the new guy, quite mm. frankly, sucked. Um, I mean, just <laughs> trash. He didn't That's really last that long, and. I mean, we're we're get we're gearing up for Easter. I remember that week we mm-hmm. also had a uh, we had to deliver signs. It was my first time like dropping off signs in, in neighborhoods and trying to post signs and stuff, and it was just a lot of work um, yeah. dealing with all the signs. Anyway, we're gearing up that week for Easter. Sunday rolls up, and. I woke up late. Oh no, not on Easter. Easter. I woke up late. Oh my god. Do you gosh. know how late? Jeez. As I walked inside, service is starting. Like like there's no yeah, as I walk inside, that that was the first time and the That's last the time that, that we have. Say it again? Have you ever had those have you ever had those dreams? Yes. It yes, it was a dream. That's and it, the dreams. Exactly. It's yeah. the fear that you have of, oh my gosh, I gotta make sure I'm at church on time. Like, yeah. Yeah. It really my happened. Gosh. For real. I as I walked in, oh, and this really? is not those I mean, we just need to be frank, okay? This is not one of those churches where you can show up, you know, in like when church starts and then you're good to go. No, 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 no. There's a lot of preparation that goes. You have you practice with your band that week. You practice with them that morning. Well, guess what? There was no rehearsal. It was just, come on. I literally walked in, grabbed the mic, and good morning, church. So glad to see you here today. Uh, I just got here, and we just, it was, uh, your mind wasn't ready. It was <laughs> on Easter Sunday. On Easter Sunday. I'd be faking everything. Yes, it I'd was. like, Good and morning. so you I've been know here all morning. Yeah, you know we sounded like garbage. Like like yeah, just garbage. So that never happened again, I promise you. That never never happened again and I I hope that never happens again. I try that to be That is the worst moment ever. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a Sorry. really bad one. <laughs> I was talking about people, that's the worst. Huh? I said I was talking about like personnel, but that's the worst right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like there yeah. are visitors coming for the first time. Exactly. That beat you to Easter Sunday. <laughs> now, now, th- this being said, though, it was the eight a.m. service. So the and and we don't normally have an eight a.m. service, right? Like at that church, like you know, mm-hmm. Easter you have more services because more people showing up, and uh, 
So yeah, it it was it was uh wow. It was horrible. So that was a really bad Sunday. And then another Sunday that was really bad was, you know, I get to church on a Sunday and I I practice with the band and then I go to my office to to try to like relax my mind a little bit cuz that's that's when I lead worship the best, not when I'm flustered or been in the moment, but when I have maybe at least 10 minutes to just clear my head, to think about what God has done for me, and then to lead the people after that, right? Like I can lead my band, lead the people. Well, I I go to my office, and while I'm in my office, somebody brings me the the headset like this trying to figure out okay. why why did they bring me the headset and so i say man oh take this to pastor like this is for pastor and then a, a couple of minutes later the person comes back in and they're like pastor said this is for you for me <laughs> yeah he said you you're preaching worship huh <gasps> oh snap he's yeah i didn't know i was preaching that week he, now, pastor told me, I remember he told me, but at least from Wednesday to Sunday, I something just left my oh, mind. Man. No sermon prepared, nothing. Nothing. Wow. That's when you talk about worship and how the importance of worship. <laughs> yeah. And you this is when- You about that every day. Yeah. This was my first church. Uh, this is when you were in- um, Florida. This is when you were in Florida. Yeah. You still would have been in yeah. Florida. And how long were you in Florida? Uh, we were in Florida from 11 to 13. So 11 to end of 13. 11 to 13. Okay, no. You would you would have moved to... Uh, oh, for real? Yeah. South Carolina. Yeah, because you stayed in California for a little while after I moved to South Carolina. Yeah. 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 You, you would have been in South Carolina at this point. And um, anyway, man, I had to go to him and say, sir, I I don't have a sermon. And neither did he. But he was the pastor with more experience. So he just took it. And he and uh, it was one of those. He preached for about 15 minutes. And then there was like a time of prayer. Uh, but, you yeah. know, that's when that's when you're like, you know, you're you've been doing it a while and, and you're you're ready to go. As as uh, the scripture says, be prepared in season and out of season. Yeah. So yeah. I said uh, I would never let that happen again. And then the third one, and this is the final one. I'm I'm at my church when I you know was working at a Methodist church, and uh, it was a very different experience there in terms of like worship. First church is first church was Pentecostal, and. Uh, Method Methodism is not Pentecostalism, although they are related in some ways historically. Well, I'm I'm at the Methodist church and we have, and often I would bring guests. So this was the first time I was used to like, you know, bringing a guest on a Sunday and I would do this every quarter. So every quarter I'd bring a guest. And so one guest was okay. a, a friend of mine who was a saxophone player. And we rehearsed before service we straight kill it. And I'm thinking like, we're going to bring a different like experience to the, to worship that morning because, you know, it was more of a gospel sound versus what we did there was, you know, very like choral sacred music. 
So I'm thinking, you know, yeah. the people are going to enjoy it. <clears throat> it's going to be a great experience. I'm so excited to have this guy. I prepared in my head what I was going to say <clears throat> when he got on the mic. And uh, a few moments before service, uh, I saw his saxophone had been left on top of the piano in the choir room. <laughs> so I decided, well, hey, <clears throat> that shouldn't be there. Let me go ahead and move it for my friend so I can put it on his case on the ground. Why did I do that, Chad? Why did I do that? I touched that saxophone, man, and it dropped. Ugh. And I, I'm thinking, but it, it dropped, but it didn't really drop that hard. So I was like, okay, it's fine. Um, everything's going to be okay. He goes to grab the sax. We're literally, the countdown timer is on. We're ready to go. Um, he starts to play it right before. And he's like, hey, man, nothing's coming out. And uh, I was like, oh, man, what happened to your sax? Like, everything was fine. He was like, did you, <laughs> yeah. did you drop it by any chance when you moved it to the, to the, on the case? And I was like, man, I no. did, but it didn't really hit that hard. And so <laughs> he was like, man, yeah, it's a, really, <laughs> it's a really sensitive saxophone. So he's like, any little thing could, could mess it up. And so right before we're about to go on, I'm not kidding. We, I had to say, church, get up in front of the congregation. I'm so sorry, but this morning, you know, and we've been promoting this, man. Like, you know, I invited my friend here to play saxophone this morning, and um, I broke his sax right before, right before this happened. So he's not going to play, but he, he actually sung. And he did a great okay. job, and, and and you know it, it worked out. Uh, so, but yeah, those were some some awful experiences. And I guess I, I'm trying to think of you know what did I learn? I think from the first two, I learned like there's nothing that that can replace experience. And so yeah. I realized that a more seasoned person would have probably like made sure they went to bed the night before on Easter Sunday, like. Their mind was clear. Uh, yeah. They had all their timers set, not just one, but two. It's a really important day. Um, and, they, and they just wouldn't have been, like, you know, it would have taken a lot more. It would have been a really catastrophic event. For me, it was simple. I didn't have, a, I didn't have an alarm. That was it. Like, but now, wow. you know, I have like three alarms that wake me up for Sunday, regular Sunday morning. You know what I'm saying? So just to be more prepared. I think for that Sunday and then uh, trying to remember what the other event was I, I told you about. Hold on. Oh, the Sunday I was supposed to preach. So something that I try to do now is I always double check what's happening this week. What's happening this week? Yeah. I check on Monday. I check on Wednesday. And then I send out something else on Thursday. And especially when I'm the one in charge. Because the, the worst thing you can do for someone is tell them, hey, uh, when you're leading them, they have no idea what's happening, right? And sometimes you may have yeah. clearly stated it, but you want to state it in multiple places. So, you know, mm -hmm. we go to white churches now. We use planning center. So everything's on planning center. And yeah. not just planning center, but I send out a text message. I uh, I call people. I, I check in with them. Hey, how you doing? Um, how's the music coming along? I try to do those things. So just to make sure. And then I double check with the people who... Uh, are over me. Hey, are we clear on what's happening? So double checking. 
And then on that last one, man, uh, just don't touch nobody's instrument. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> don't touch anyone's keyboard. Because you know what I hate about jumping on a keyboard after somebody? Or... Oh, is yeah. when they put it on transpose and you don't trans and you don't know yeah, you didn't that's know the worst. and you're you started and then uh it's like what do i do right so yeah you so gotta figure out where you are and and just play on the other key yeah but but did you not learn when you were a kid you should have put this horn back on the piano <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then you'd be like i don't know what he did <laughs> but he broke his saxophone yeah so yeah, exactly no i'm just playing so. no you you need to admit it you know if you made that mistake yeah you, you gotta admit it it is yeah, what it yeah. is um yeah. i think we got time for one more one so more since you were naming stuff or yeah uh, one okay. more but for me okay gotcha. since you were na- this is like one of those moments you're talking about stuff like that that happened I was redoing the sound booth at my first church, when I, the one in Florida. And I probably told you this before, but I was redoing the sound booth. I had a guy that was going to paint it. He was doing some structural work, and he was going to paint it. And I said, he said, what do you want me to do about the, the equipment? We had, you know, an old school analog soundboard. We had a computer. We had the screen, all that stuff. And I said, okay, well, just, <laughs> I said, just move the stuff where you, you know, to where you can actually paint what you need to paint and then let me know when you're done and I can kind of, you know, walk you through if you've unplugged anything, we I can help you, you know, plug it back in or whatever if you don't know where it goes. But just move only what you have to. I thought I was abundantly clear. Just move what you have to and then we'll go from there. No big deal. Because um, he was just doing like, fixing something and then just doing some like primer stuff. So it wasn't even fully painted yet. Mm-hmm. And cause we were going to get in there and like move everything to fully paint it black, put some lights in it, you know, just make it look cool. I get there on Sunday morning, right? We started at that church as well. We started at 8am. I get there and I walk up to the sound booth to turn stuff on. And I start seeing cables on the floor. I walk a little further. I'm like, what's good. It's a balcony, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are all these cables? And I just started looking up. You know, it's just one of those, like, movie moments where you just look up and you look along the balcony floor, and it's just cable after cable and connection and device here and device yeah. there. Oh, the man. soundboard is, like, way over here. All the way across the balcony, I see amps sitting <laughs> out. Mm-hmm. I see... The computer over here, and I'm like, we've been robbed. <laughs> somebody somebody tried to rob us. Yeah. And I'm like, everything's here. And I go around to the soundboard. I'm thinking, surely, surely not. I go around the soundboard completely empty. Completely empty. And it's Sunday morning, and it's like 8.05. What happened? He, they had unplugged every single thing and laid it across the balcony. Oh my to god. To work on the sound booth. And I'm oh, like, man. what do I do? <laughs> I start like and I had never done this at that church. Like I, this has never happened to where I had to put everything back together. Yeah. I do it at least once a year here just to just to know and to clean up, you know. I, I like to redo everything at least once a year when we do the stage design. Mm-hmm. So if it were to happen here, it's not gonna happen here. But if it were to happen here, it'd be like, oh yeah. 
So I'm just, I'm kind of freaking out because the, the amps were hardwired. That was unplugged. The, everything was, it was absolutely insane. Thankfully, I did have experience setting up sound systems. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to have to figure this out for this morning and then take it all apart and then put it all back together when we paint the booth. It took me two hours. Service started, I think, at 1030. It took me two hours. It wasn't until 10 o'clock when I was done. Um, getting everything because nobody knew what to do. I barely knew what to do. I'd only been there a year. And so I I was like, okay, sound comes into the board from the stage box. So let's plug in the snake. It goes from the board to the amps. Let's get that going. <laughs> and then from the amps goes out to the speakers, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You know, just basic sound stuff. And I yeah. just had to like piece things together and figure it out. I had the soundboard sitting up on like a little table somewhere on the balcony. I had uh, the ant, like it was just a complete mess. And if, man, if, if I that happened just at been, our church, dude, I, I promise you, I, I wouldn't know what to do. It is so, yeah, it is too complex. Like it is not normal. I'm telling yeah. you, like you're, you're right now looking, looking back, if I would have, what I would have done looking back is just somehow figure out, okay, let's just plug in the soundboard. Let's get the snake plugged in. But let's, I'm only going to worry about two mics, pastor's mic and my mic, and making sure that it's actually running to the speakers. And I would have just said, we're just doing hymns this morning, no band. <laughs> because this was the type of church where we did – one hymn, one or two hymns, and then we did like a two to three song set yeah, with yeah, a, yeah. a contemporary ba- mm-hmm. band. So I would have just been like, hymns, hymns only. I'll figure this out this week. But see, that right there taught me, first of all, know how to put together a sound system. But it also taught me to over-communicate. Because I thought I communicated, just move what you have to move, and <laughs> you know, I'll help you make sure it gets back mm-hmm. where and so then I find out, I'm like, what happened? I go to this person, I'm like, what happened? Please just explain something. Like, I'm not mad. We'll figure it out. It mm-hmm. all had to be taken apart anyway. Maybe not that much. Every single cable was unplugged. It's, <laughs> anyway. And he said, well, um, my wife got in there with me, and I told her to just, let's just start moving stuff. And she just just started unplugging everything. <laughs> And I'm like, everything, everything. And like, I knew, I I knew that because I saw it from my own eyes or with my own eyes. I was like, you don't have to unplug the amps when it's sitting right next to the wall. It's just like, that doesn't need to be touched, you know? And and I didn't say all this. I didn't blow up on anybody. I just said, okay, well, thank you. I'm going to need your help putting all this back together. (laughs) Yeah. And so he he was gracious. He was like, yeah, yeah, I'll help. And so we both got in there after church, after I'd, you know, just, I don't, I don't even know what, what you would, there's no verb to describe what I did to get that working that Sunday. It wasn't <laughs> great, um, but it was, it, it happened. And so yeah. we got back in there, we painted the booth, man. It, it, I have a picture somewhere on an old phone, what this thing looks like, but it was so cool. And it, it was a great experience learned to over communicate and I learned probably you know a lot about sound that day uh, a lot more than I even realized you know especially with hardwiring amps and you know that kind of thing I just yeah 
Learned a lot. It was fun. No, but it was cool, man. In that moment, oh my gosh, I just, I just had to tell the band, we're we can't have rehearsal. I've got to figure this out. And they're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. So it was. Whew. Anyway, that's that was my life. That was probably I didn't think about that because I didn't think about it in like an emotional, you know, like worst moment. But that probably is like one of those dreams where you get to church. <laughs> yeah, and your dream, like this it, is a dream that a I dream. On an occasion, yeah, it's a nightmare. Yeah, you get to church, either A, nothing's set up, nobody knows what to do, and it's five minutes before service. Mm-hmm. Also, it could be that, plus you're not wearing any clothes. <laughs> you know, and I, I have these dreams, and I'm just like, yeah, what is like, what is God trying to tell me through my, this? Like, my biggest fear is swearing in front of a lot of people. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It, I mean, I am paranoid. Like, Whether I've, you don't swear or not, I mean. I I say something in it. Yeah, you say the wrong thing. And then, you know, like there are words you might say in your house that you don't say in public. They're not swear words or whatever. But look, it's your home. You're allowed to say what you want to say. And so, yeah, I just. We're not going to get into those words right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have a concern about that. (laughs) But anyway, so. But I I would say what maybe, maybe next time we can talk about just. Your worst, ex, your your work, like your worst mess ups, just period on the job, because these were all like worship leader oh, yeah, related. Yeah. That'd be fun. But I would, al- yeah. I've also been, you know, worship leader slash youth pastor, which is still sort of my job now. Um, yeah, worship leader for students. Anyway, <clears throat> so yeah, there's been a lot of stuff I've done that. Oh my gosh, you know, ran out of gas yeah. with the kids, like the the worst mess ups. Yeah, yeah, not just on stage, maybe. Just, yeah. yeah, exactly. So cool. Yeah, we might talk about that. That might be our next podcast. So stay tuned. Subscribe if you're not already. Uh, We are on um, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. So go check us out over there. Everywhere you do podcasts except for some of them. (laughs) As as, uh, other people say, they're like, wherever you get podcasts. Well, not for us. We're only on those three. Yeah, Um, that's all who would take us right now. That's right. Yeah, that's all we got. But uh, thank you so much for watching and or listening. We love you guys. Remember, great worship leaders are always, always learning. learning. Go out there and make some mistakes and learn. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Very true. That's, Don't a, swear that's on exactly stage. how you learn. <laughs> that's right. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Love you.